All right, my name is Robbie. I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Robbie. Venmo and podcast. This is cool. Living, living <laughs> in the future here. Um, so very grateful to be here tonight. Uh, you know, this is my safe haven, being in a place like this. This is where I feel safe. This is where I get my hope, my inspiration, get my sanity. And uh, so when I say I'm grateful, I really am. You know, this this week, this last week, did a lot of traveling for, for work and just been all over the place with the kiddos and everything going on with sicknesses and whatnot. And so, you know, when things that's that's my world spinning where, you know, where I'm at in my life right now. And so when things kind of go really fast, it's just, you know, I haven't been able to have hit many meetings last week and just being here tonight. It's just, you know, something special for me. Um, it wasn't always like that. You know, I used to come into meetings and uh, I just would judge, you know, all I could do is judge every the, the meeting itself, the people in the meeting, the stuff people would say. And uh, I, I would create these separations from me and other people. And that's what I've done my entire life is I just see differences. You know, it doesn't matter if you're older, you're younger, different race, religion, sexual or sexual orientation really doesn't matter. It's just if you there's anything different about you, I will spot it. And right away, you don't get me. And there's there's a separation between it. So if you don't get me and I come in here, you know, what can you do for me? Because you're 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 not gonna be able to help me out. You know, someone needs to understand me. So I thought in order to help me out. And um and that's, that's not the case. And, you know, what I really suggest for everyone here tonight, which has really helped me out a lot, um, is once I really start looking for the similarities, which there's so many, you know, all of a sudden this whole thing just opens up to me and all of a sudden, you know, we're part of the same tribe and I feel safe, you know, and I feel like I'm able to be helped. And that's, that's what it took for me. It took a lot of time to get there. Um, I have this disease called alcoholism. You know, and it was mentioned in the in the reading earlier that I'm bodily and mentally different from my fellow alcoholics. What does that mean? You know, the book really lays it out for me. It talks about bodily, how this allergy of the body, you know, we're literally, my mom's not an alcoholic. She has this normal, non-allergic reaction to alcohol. You know, she has a glass of wine, maybe two, and, uh, you know, she gets, feels a little dizzy, realizes she has something to do the next day, and she calls it quits. And she's able to go to bed, you know. For me, you know, second glass of wine and the pilot light is just getting some gas. And all of a sudden I get this, this energy within me, you know, and I have a completely fundamentally different physical reaction from my mom who's not an alcoholic. And, you know, the funny thing is, is I grew up with a lot of people like that. Who maybe had this, this, this uh, difference to the body or the body allergy, or they just, they, they did well with alcohol, you know, it just didn't, it affected them the same way it affected me. But on top of that, I have this obsession of the mind. I'm mentally different too, you know, obsession. What does that mean? That means I could be at work and I could be trying to focus on that. But underneath the thoughts about work and everything going on, there's this stream of, I need to put something in my system to make me feel different at all times. And I don't know how to switch that off. It's just this constant obsession, wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, there's nothing but the next fix for me. And in retrospect, it's very clear and easy for me to see that that's how I've lived my life. And that's what's, that's the disease I have. But when you're going through it, you know, you're a fish in water, you don't know any different. And that was, that was my experience is I had this, this, this twofold disease, but, you know, allergy to the body coupled with the obsession of the mind, which makes, which, what, what makes me an alcoholic. Um, you know, for a while, I thought what made me an alcoholic would be that I had to be traumatized as a kid. And, you know, be on the corner of a street with the brown bag. And that's what an alcoholic looked like. And that's the farthest thing from my childhood. You know, uh, I grew up in Irvine. 
which is very safe neighborhood. It's, it's leave it to Beaver style. I mean, that's, that's my story. Right. But trust me, I'm a real alcoholic, you know, and uh, not to go into too many war stories, but I can tell you this, you know, when it, when I first started, it worked and it worked so well, you know, the fear that I had within me that I didn't even know I had at the time right away. It was a fear killer, you know, didn't matter where I was, who I was with, what I was doing. I was okay in my skin. You know, I just, for, for me, I remember, you know, being young, being in high school and just being terrified to my core. Like I couldn't even speak if there was some of the opposite sex that I found attractive. And I would go from this, you know, person that couldn't even form a sentence to have, you know, a little bit of booze in my system and get a little loosened up to someone who could, you know, it was a different game. I could easily converse. I could walk up to someone and talk. I could, you know, you've heard it before. I could dance when I can't dance. I could, you know, it even went beyond that. It even went something where my, my ambitions were ignited from, you know, all of a sudden I didn't feel much about myself. I had this, I had this self-esteem issue, you know, where I think, oh, I, I can't measure up to all these people that I'm trying to measure myself up to constantly. And I get the booze in my system. And uh, I tell you, you know, I'm, I'm ready to take charge. I'm ready to, to make money. I'm ready to be the top dog, you know, and uh, that's, that's what alcohol did for me until it didn't, until the consequences became so severe that I don't know what to do, you know? And for some reason, you know, I got into a lot of trouble and they kept on sending me to AA. And at the time I couldn't figure it out because I wasn't an alcoholic, you know? Maybe I was maybe I was depressed, maybe I was anxious, maybe I had some other mental disorders that they hadn't diagnosed yet, but I wasn't an alcoholic. Because again, I had the old idea of what an alcoholic is, but for some reason I keep ending up here. So what did I try? I tried all the medications in the book. I got on antidepressants. I got, uh, you know, the spiritual kick of, Mom was doing yoga and she said, look, you really need to work something out. Why don't you do some yoga with me? And I was doing readings and meeting new people. And I was trying to move places, everything that was read earlier. You know, those are the things I tried to fix what was going on with me. Because what happened is the minute I put the booze down, life got scary. You know, first thing in the morning, I wake up and it's on, man. You know, I can't even handle first thing in the shower. I'm having arguments, conversations with people. And I can't even imagine I have to go to work today. What's that going to be like? And and it gets to a point where I, I can't live with it. I can't live without it. And I landed up here once again. I'm sitting in these rooms like this. And someone's up here talking and he's, you know, he's, he's talking about being sober and he's happy and he's comfortable in his own skin, but he talked to talk, you know, you real recognize it's real. And he, he drank and used the way that I drank and used. And I recognized that I couldn't understand how someone could be sober and happy at the same time. You know, those, those two things didn't, I couldn't understand it. So it intrigued me. So I went up to this guy and I said, Hey man, you know, uh, look, I'll let you sponsor me. Kind of gave that. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, all right, you know, look, meet me tomorrow. We're going to go downtown Santa Ana. We're going to go feed the homeless. So I didn't understand what this had anything to do with being an alcoholic, but you know, I was so desperate at the time I would have done anything. So I did them enough money. Somehow I scrounged enough money to get some bananas. I was handing out these bananas to homeless people. And, you know, I'm seeing these, you know, so the addicts and all that stuff walk by. Then I see these blameless children. And I'm like, oh, these poor kids, man. They're with their, their folks and there they are. And they're hungry and they're standing in this line like early in the morning. And, and I left there and I didn't feel like such a piece of crap, man. Something happened where I just started to not think about myself all the time and not what I need and what people are perceiving me. And I, all of a sudden I got everything off of me. And, you know, I didn't feel like such a horrible person. I felt like if you knew who I really was, like you wouldn't let your dog play with me. Like I was that gross of a person, you know, and I don't know where that came from, but that just was always boiling up inside of me and that started to go away. So that really intrigued me. And I followed this man. Um, he didn't tell me what to do. He showed me what to do. 
you know, and he explained what this whole program of action is, what Alcoholics Anonymous is. And he says uh, it's a design for living that's made up of three separate parts. And if you do all three of these parts, you are living this way of life and you are living a recovered lifestyle. Explain what those three parts were. He talks about unity, service, and recovery. Unity, he explains and shows, is this right here, being part of the fellowship, showing up to regular meetings regularly. That I'm not there, people say, man, where's Robbie tonight? You know, and that's, I'm recognized, I'm accountable to other people and let other people be accountable to me. Second part is he talks about service. Service, I thought I was a well-intended person. I wasn't someone who was vicious and cruel. I intended to do well, but people were judging me off my actions. I wanted to be a good son. I wanted to be a good, you know, boyfriend at the time or friend at the time. I was a piece of crap and all that stuff, you know? And so I start to, my actions start to match my words. I start, you know, greeting people and even though I'm uncomfortable, but smiling and looking them in the eye and making someone else feel welcome and doing things for other people, inconveniencing myself for the sake of another human being. That's what I was doing on a regular basis. Lastly is recovery. And we're so fortunate, guys, because there's a lot of issues and stuff out there. But alcoholics have a tailor-made program specifically for someone who has my symptoms as a real alcoholic. You know, it's called the 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. The fact people can be in these rooms and not work the 12 steps, the 12-step program baffles me. You're, you're missing the good stuff. You know, that's, that's the relief I've needed my entire life. And that's the same kind of relief that drugs and alcohol gave me for a long period of my life. You know, and I work these 12 steps and uh, I get to have this, this spiritual experience, you know, which basically explained in the book to me, it's perfect where my ideas, attitudes, and beliefs, old ideas, attitudes, and beliefs get shifted to one side of my brain and start to kind of just, you know, move down a little bit. And these new ideas and attitudes, beliefs about myself, about other people, about this universe, about a higher power start to take full. The more I feed this new conception that I have, the more it becomes my reality and my life starts to become okay. You know, I started to lay in my bed at night and I could fall asleep. You know, I have just real quick, I have this, this incredible life today. Um, and you know, I have a wife, I have three kids. I have a, I have a home, I have a job, I have a car and all these things. And trust me, I was far from any of that stuff a while back. And that's all wonderful. And, you know, maybe that's fruits of the program. I didn't, I couldn't create that. I created crap for my life. But one of the most important things I have is, is peace in my heart. And that, that's really all I've ever wanted. You know, I just, I wake up and I'm just terror, you know, volume is at 10 at all times. And I don't know how to turn that off. And the only way I've learned to turn that off is doing these three parts of Alcoholics Anonymous. So if any of you guys haven't worked your 12 steps, highly recommend it. Service, unity, you know, that's what this thing's about, man, you know, and the juice is beyond worth the squeeze. So um, I uh, thank you so much, guys, for having me tonight. I'm really looking forward to, to hearing from Aaron in just a little bit. Uh, and um, that's all I have. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>